Beyond the Mask is made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. With almost two decades of experience, the firm guides CRNAs through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 855-304-3748 or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. Now, on with the show. Welcome to Beyond the Mask, innovation and opportunities for CRNAs with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. We know you spend your day caring for your patient's best interests. On our show, we want to care for you. Join us as we leave the operating room and learn the latest in the CRNA industry. Beyond the Mask starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, Welcome to Beyond the Mask. I'm Jeremy Stanley, and I've been working with CRNAs for over 23 years, and I'm married to one. And my co-host is... Sharon Pierce. Sharon's a practicing CRNA for over 20 years, a past president of the ANA, the NCANA, and she's held many other leadership roles. As usual, our goal with every episode is to educate and enlighten CRNAs, and I think our topic today is definitely going to do that. And Sharon... Back at it again. Yes, we are. Yeah, here we are in the podcast room, our last one of the day. And we saved the best for last. Oh, flattery gets you everywhere. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> After nine hours of podcast taping, you're such a sucker. <laughs> oh. So why don't you tell our listeners what time it is? It is time to wake up. It's time to wake up. And we are going to talk about something that is probably near and dear to my heart today. Yes, it is. Yes. So we're going to have another financial podcast for you today. And we're going to be talking about should CRNAs be contributing to Roth or pre-tax, or both. Okay. And why? We touched on this at one point. We did touch on it. Point. We're going to get in a little bit more detail today. Thank you, because it was very interesting. I, I wish I would have looked up what podcast number that was, because people want to go back and listen to it. Yeah. Well, they can definitely do that. Well, they should. <laughs> it was the genesis of this one. And even though... You're talking about it. Whose idea was it to talk about this? It was your idea. Oh, my God. Yes. Flattery will get you everywhere. It was your idea. <laughs> so, you know, you know, the Roth is an interesting animal. And how does it fit versus the traditional or what we call pre-tax? Mm-hmm. And there's two sides to remember to this. You, you can be talking about a Roth IRA. Okay. Versus a traditional IRA or pre-tax IRA. So those words are kind of interchangeable, pre-tax and traditional. You hear people talk about that from both of those angles. But now we also have the Roth 401k or 403b. That you can get within. Within your 403b. That's the part that astounded me. Yeah. Or. Because I didn't even know you could do that. The traditional 401k or 403b. And the majority of plans out there nowadays offer a Roth provision in your plan. I still Um, need to check to see if mine does. Yeah, so you can get a lot more money in it along the way. So CRNAs really need to be cognizant of this, and there's all kinds of information out there. But I will tell you again, which should you do? It depends. Uh, Uh-uh. Very good. There is no answer across the board right for everyone. 
everyone's situation is different, which is why you need to be looking at your situation and figuring out which way is best for me. Okay, And that's really what we're going to talk about today. And we're also going to get into a little bit about the backdoor Roth mm-hmm. and find out if the back door is still open. Okay. Is there a front door? There is a front door. Can we go in the front door or the back door? So which way do you want to go? Front door Roth, back door Roth. Yeah. All right. I'm already We've confused. We've got Roth 401k or 403b, Roth traditional, Roth IRA. So there's a lot of Roth going on here today. Yes. Yeah. Yes, there <laughs> is. Uh, uh, well, you're going to get to keep your job, it sounds like. <laughs> well, let's start out with a Roth IRA. Okay. Now, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, whichever way you look at it, the majority of our CRNA clients make way too much money. Right. To contribute to a Roth IRA. Okay. Okay. So, but if you could do that as a CRNA, there is a limit. And that limit is $6,000 in 2019. Meaning that you could contribute. Contribute $6,000. Okay. And if you're over age 50, there's a catch-up provision in there, meaning you can put another 1000 in or $7,000. Okay. Okay. So that's one example there. And... You know, the limits for a Roth IRA, putting it in, are higher than a traditional IRA. But like I said, most of our CRNAs, for the most part, make too much money to contribute to a Roth IRA. Let me ask you a question then. Let me ask you a question. What if you are married to somebody who makes less money than you? Are you married filing joint? I would assume so, but I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about just anybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Anybody. If they're, okay. if they're married, filing joint, it's going to go off of their tax return. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's they still couldn't do it. Still I'm just trying to... I thought maybe that was the back door. <laughs> yeah. No, no. That's not the back door. Okay. That's not the back door. Um, but then there's this debate about, you know, what if, what if I put this money in pre-tax now? Right. Instead of paying the tax on it now? Which way do I come out better? Mm-hmm. And again... It It depends. depends. Yeah. So one of the debates about this is, are you going to be in a higher tax bracket now and a lower tax bracket later? Well, think about that. If you're in a higher tax bracket now, Mm -hmm. you want to go ahead and take the tax deduction now because later on when that money comes out, you're going to pay at a lower bracket. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. So that's one debate. My answer to that is, you know, right now we're in a pretty low tax environment by historical standards. Exactly. Now, most of my CRNA clients don't want their lifestyle to change too much in retirement. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're making $150,000, $200,000 a year, they might want to make one hundred and twenty in retirement, but their tax bracket isn't going to change that much. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the other side to that is, Sharon, do you think that as we grow older, that our taxes are going to be more or less? Well, it depends on if Medicare for all passes or not. <laughs> well, <laughs> if it depends that on passes, a lot of things, right? everybody's taxes are going but, up. But think about what's going on. We've got a trillion-dollar budget deficit. Right. We've got Social Security that's broken. We have Medicare that's broken. Think about just those three things, the health care system alone. How is all this going to be fixed? Do you think some politician's going to get up there and say, oh, wait a minute, we're going to slow down our spending? Because it didn't happen on either side of the aisle right now. No. And I don't know that any politician's going to get up there and want to say that. So what I'm hearing you say is that 
we will probably be taxed more in the future. You'll prob in my opinion, you'll probably yes. be taxed more or the same as what you are now, even okay. if you are making less money. Okay. Okay. So again, that's just an assumption, but that's not the only reason to choose doing Roth now okay. versus taking pre-tax. There's some other reasons that we'll talk about, but that's one of the one of the big reasons. So, you know, the other thing is is, is what if you went ahead and you took and put money into a Roth now? And you went ahead and paid the tax on it now. There's an opportunity cost there. And that opportunity cost is I could have put it in pre-tax and not paid the tax. And wait. And waited and paid the tax later. So if you put money in a Roth now, what if you took that money that you were going to put in the Roth, you put it in pre-tax, and then you added to that the amount of tax that you would have paid if you would have done the Roth? Okay. So you put it in your IRA, you put in the, the six grand or whatever, and in the Roth on that six grand after taxes in your tax bracket, you would have probably paid $1,500, let's say. Mm -hmm. So not only do you take the 6000 and put it into the IRA, then you take 1500 and put it in a non-qualified or regular brokerage account and invested it. Okay. Okay. So you're making money. So you're making apples. To, you're comparing apples to apples, really. Okay. Okay. So... If you did that, which way do you come out better? All right. Is this a test think? question? This is a test question. <laughs> Tell me, Jeremy. <laughs> so if you did that, then you would probably come out better by doing the pre-tax. Okay. Okay. But you would have to adhere to that. And I say probably because we're not given any examples here. There's all kinds of variables, interest rate, tax rates, all these things that people can't really see us talking mm -hmm. about now. So, But probably you would come out better if you took that money, put it in pre-tax, took the amount of tax that you would have paid if you had done a Roth and put it in a side account. Okay. Probably. And save it. What's probably. the odds of that? It's probably low. But what if you didn't do that? What if you just took the money and put it in the Roth or put it in the pre-tax and you didn't take that tax money and invest it in a side fund? More than likely, the Roth wins in that scenario. Okay? Okay. Okay. So then what are some other reasons that we might potentially want to do the Roth? Well, back to what we talked about a little mm -hmm. while ago. And taxes moving forward. One of the things that's going on right now is, you know, we did a piece on Medicare. Mm -hmm. And we talked about the more taxable income you have when you're on Medicare, the higher your premiums are. Which still befuddles me. After I've paid more into the system. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to have to continue paying more. They take your taxable income, and the more you have, if you're over certain thresholds, the higher premium you pay. Take Social Security. The more money you make when you're retired and drawing Social Security, guess what? The more tax, tax. you pay on that tax that is Social Security, that you pay you tax on a tax. In, so you, you're paying a tax on what you put in. Uh, As a tax. Still, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, and the government is really looking at ways for revenue right now. Mm -hmm. So, and there's this wide disparity right now in this country between the haves and the has nots. Mm -hmm. You know, whether you're considered, which, Sharon, your profession is considered at the top of the food chain. You mm -hmm. guys are considered wealthy in this country. So, as that disparity gets wider and wider, 
what's going to happen is there's going to be more ways looking for revenue from those folks who are considered wealthy. And what our job is and what we do every day is to think about those what ifs and be able to have scenarios to control that if we need to. Okay. And that's where I see the Roth really coming in. Is it a matter of dollars and cents? Sometimes it is. Mm-hmm. And the Roth still makes sense, but it could make dollars. Oh. Do you like that? I like that. <laughs> but but really where it comes into is planning for life's what ifs. And that's what I do every day. So if we know that moving forward, there's a potential that we have to control your income or your taxable income, if you've got this bucket of Roth money over here and we've got pre-tax money, we're getting ready to bump up against another bracket, we're getting ready to have our Social Security tax more, we're getting ready to have to pay more in Medicare premiums or whatever else the government thinks of, well, guess what we do? We stop that taxable money coming out and we turn on our Roth money because it's non-taxable now. Oh, so basically the Roth is a pressure relief valve. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pressure relief valve. So, see, yeah. you're teaching me something. So that's where I see this being a huge advantage. Wow. Huge advantage. The tax side, uh, it could give or take, could be a wash. But for high-income earners like ourselves who you know make over six figures and – This is just planning for the future. It's this amazing vehicle to be able to plan for the future. Okay. Okay. I'm sold. So so not that I think every CRNA listening to this should go out and take 100% of their money and put it into Roth. I don't. I don't think that's the right thing to do. I think you're talking about stratification, having different levels within your plan not just it's not a one-size-fits-all exactly and And that's where you come in because this is what you know yeah and and you know not even talking about the ira anymore but the 401k or the 403b for that crna that's listening and they work for the hospital or they work for a group and they have a roth provision in their plan well gosh think about that so now instead of being able to save six thousand dollars you can put nineteen thousand dollars a year away into either pre-tax or Roth. Well, what percentage should I put into Roth? What percentage should I put into pre-tax? And again, that's where the planning comes in. Okay. You know, looking at that tax side of things, what am I giving up by paying taxes on that Roth now comparison to what flexibility am I building into my plan later on? So it's not an easy decision. You know, most of our CRNAs are putting 20 to 30% of their whatever they're saving into Roth and the rest in the pre-tax just because of that. I love it. Pressure relief valve mm-hmm. scenario. And again, we're not telling people to do that or giving them advice. I'm just telling you what most of the CRNAs that we work with after we go through this little exercise, they say, Oh, I get it. That makes a lot of sense. So we're going to touch on doing it within your 401k just a little bit more. Yeah, so you know, you've got that choice whenever you sign up for your 401k or your 403b depending upon where you're working at. If they have that provision in their plan. Now, not every plan is going to have a Roth option. Mm-hmm. Okay? So if you're out there listening, you want to check with your HR department right. or whoever administers your 401k or 403b and make sure that you can even do this. But a lot of plans out there nowadays have this. Then Decide, all right, if I'm going to save, and we would recommend all CRNAs save at least the maximum because the retirement system is skewed against high-income earners such as yourself. Mm -hmm. And what do I mean by that, Sharon? Uh, 
greater than six figures. <laughs> well, I, guess, I, I just mean think about it. You know, if you, I don't feel like I'm a income earner well, anymore. Well, no, I mean it's it, and it's. Tough. I feel like I'm middle class. <laughs> exactly. I mean, but there's a there's a vanishing middle class anymore. So, but think about it. If you make thirty eight thousand dollars a year, how much can you save? Well, not much in this. But when you the got potential, oh. 19,000, sure. right? Okay. So that's 50% of their income they can right. save. So if you, as a CRNA, make $190,000, how much can you save? Um, not that. $19,000. $19,000. And that's 10% of what you make. Okay. You see where I'm going uh, with I this? see where you're going now. So on a percentage basis, you can't get as much into a retirement plan as someone who makes less money. And that's what I mean that the retirement system is skewed, skewed. against high income Okay. Earners. Yeah. I get it now. So the bottom line is most CRNAs need to do more than what they can do in their retirement plan at work. Okay. Okay. I get it. All right. So let's kind of go back to this little scenario. So you've got to choose whether you're going to do Roth or pre-tax when you're at work, and you've got to make those types of decisions. But then let's go back to this Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. Because remember, if the retirement system is skewed against you, you need to be doing more than the $19,000. What are you going to do? Well, what if I could tell you a way, Sharon, that you could still do a Roth IRA contribution, not only for you, but for your spouse, even if your income was 200000 300000 a million, you could still do it. Wow. This sounds like a trick question. Yeah. So this goes back to, are we going to walk through the front door? Are we going to come around to the back and come in the back door? Okay. All right. So the front door would be, all right, I'm going to contribute to my Roth IRA because my income is such that I can do that. And for 2019, if your adjusted gross income for a single person is between 122000 and a full phase out at 137000 mm-hmm. then you can contribute. Now, for a married couple, it's one hundred ninety-three to two hundred three thousand dollars. So, if you make one hundred ninety-three thousand combined, you can put six thousand away. Your spouse can put six thousand away. If you're over age fifty, you each can do seven. But unfortunately, or fortunately, most of our CRNAs are above that level. Even our single CRNAs typically are hitting above that level. Unless you've had to back off work because you decide to go to school again Ooh. in your advanced age. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah. So basically, that's it. So if you're making above that, then the government says, oh, no, no, you can't even contribute. Another penalty. Another penalty. Yes. But there's a way around it by sneaking around to the back door. Okay, tell us about the back door. Well, the back door is basically a little trick that you have to play. Okay. So there are some little caveats to the back door. You know, the back door is never a straight line. Never. Never, no. So one of the things that allows us to do this is the fact that we can make a non-deductible IRA contribution. It doesn't matter how much money you make, you can make a non-deductible IRA contribution. You can put in 6000 or 7000 if you're over age 50. The government says you can put it in, you just can't take it off on your taxes. Oh, okay. Okay. So what we do is we put it into a non-deductible IRA and then we immediately convert that over 
to the Roth at the same time. That is a backdoor. <laughs> That's a backdoor. And the reason is there's a limit on a contribution to a Roth IRA. Right. But there is no limit on a conversion. So if what you, a loophole. Yeah. So if you've got $6,000, and let's say it was in a non-qualified brokerage account, you got to pay taxes on that every year, right? Right. And your income is high, so we say, Sharon, you can't contribute to a Roth. But oh, by the way, you could take that 6000 you got over here in this brokerage account. We could put it into a IRA, not take the deduction for it, and at the same time convert it over to a Roth where it'll never be taxable again for the rest of your life. That's a no-brainer, right? Wouldn't you do that? Yeah. So you're saying every time you get $6,000 laying around? Well, you could do it once a year for you and your spouse. So there is another twelve dollars to $14,000 a year that as a CRNA you could put into a Roth Especially if you're going to, as a CRNA, there's really no other retirement vehicle that you're going to be able to contribute to Mm -hmm. for the most part. I don't want to make that statement blanket. There's other things you can do, but for the most part. So if you're going to contribute to a brokerage account or something that's going to be taxable along the way, why not remove that taxability forever? And that's what this backdoor provision does for you. Now, Remember, I said there's a caveat. Okay, here it comes. So here is the caveat. If you have other IRAs out there. Okay. Okay. So if you have another IRA account, the government looks at that as a total package of IRAs. And there's a formula that you have to employ at that point. So let's say that you had uh, $200,000 in a rollover IRA from a previous employer and you wanted to do this backdoor because you've got that $200,000 in that IRA, the formula comes through and on that conversion, you might only be able to contribute $400 to the Roth. Okay. So the idea here is if you've got other IRAs outstanding out there, the back door doesn't work for you. The lock's been changed and your key doesn't work anymore. Oh, so if you have a previous job, and a lot of people have because yeah. I had an IRA from my last job. Yep. So that wouldn't have worked for me. I right. rolled it over. Right, to an IRA. To right. here, to you. Right. But that wouldn't have worked for me. It won't okay. work for you now. Ever? You can't contribute. You can't use the back door if you have other IRAs. Okay, do I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. With so, you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I can't do this? You can't do this. Now, let me give you another scenario. Again, I'm full of scenarios today. You're full You're of full something. Of something. I, knew, I knew when I said that. I knew when I said that. So let's say you have that 1099 CRNA or CRNA that does some 1099 out there on the side. Okay. You know. Kind of like you. Kind of you like have me. 1099 gigs, I do. but you also have W-2. I do. Well, if you ever wanted to do this, then what we could do is we could open you up a 401k plan through your 1099 side. Okay. Then we can take your IRA rollover and roll it into your 401k plan through your 1099 side. You no longer have any IRA. You've got a 401k. How hard is it to set that up? It's not hard at all. It's just well, a signature. Go ahead and start that next week. Yeah. So 
you know, but you, you got to be willing to do all these things, you know, and you've got to have the opportunities out there. But well, you're so, such so, a nice pet to have. <laughs> <laughs> but but so many of our CRNAs do some 1099 right. on the side. This gives them a provision to be able to do that. So wow, you roll your cool. IRA into the 401k that you set up for your 1099 business. You no longer have IRAs out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now that you no longer have an IRA, guess what? You can go back to the back door and your key works again. You can contribute your $6,000 to a non-deductible IRA. We can convert it, move it over to the Roth, and you can do that every year. Nice. Yeah. So that is a lot about the Roth. That is a lot. So it's not as straightforward as a lot of people. Good Lord, who could think figure about. this out without somebody like you? <laughs> well, you know, when the government does anything, it's uh, it's complicated, and this stuff is complicated. And this is just one little piece of the puzzle. But I know a lot of people out there have questions about the Roth and how it works, and should I be doing it? Should I not do it? And in fact, you know, a lot of people just don't do it because they don't understand it. But I will tell you that I think a lot of CRNAs could benefit. From these types right. of strategies, especially, I think the majority of our CRNAs, you know, have a million, two million, three million dollars when they retire, but it's all in pre-tax money. They have yes. no flexibility there at all. Now, let me ask you again: this whole thing about having a Roth within your four hundred one k. Now, I'm yeah. talking about your work four hundred one k that you have. Job. Yeah. If you have a lay-by market, is it good to do? part of your 401k to have part of it invested in the Roths within that? I'm not being very clear. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was alluding to earlier. You know, majority of our CRNAs are taking some percentage of their income and allocating that if they're saving the 19000 They're allocating a percentage of that to the Roth and the rest to pre-tax. So all we're doing there is hedging. Really. Okay. You know, you're still getting the benefit on the majority of it. You know, if we use 30% to Roth in the 401k or 403b and then 70 to pre-tax, you're still getting the tax benefit on the majority of it, but you're hedging for the future by using the Roth on the okay. other side. So there's just a lot of information out there which way it makes sense, which way it doesn't. Again, we can run all the numbers and look at it from every aspect, and you can always make a case either way. Right. The case that I make and the case that we make with our clients is this gives us flexibility if they change the laws, if this happens. If you've got everything in pre-tax because you thought that, man, I'm going to get the best tax benefit from this, it's going to be better longer term, and they change the tax laws or tax rates increase in the future, you've pigeonholed yourself into one scenario without allowing another scenario over here that, you know, might have hedged your bets a little bit. Mm-hmm. Another thing that we've talked about on this show before is if you want to retire early and health insurance. Right. You know, they definitely, with Obamacare and the subsidy situation, you definitely have to limit your taxable income. This is another area that the Roth makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Non-qualified assets, meaning non-IRA, non-retirement, and... Roth are really the only things that you can use for income through those years to keep your taxable income down. If you've got everything in pre-tax and you're 60 years old, 
and you want to be able to retire, and your health insurance, I say, Sharon, is going to cost you 1200 a month. Oh, yes, and that's pretty accurate. And with subsidy, it's going to cost you 200 a month. You say, well, I want to do the 200 one. You start pointing at mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that's great. But your taxable income needs to be, and I'm just giving an example here, below 55000 And you say, Jeremy, I can't live off of that. Right. Say, oh, well, then either – we should have built flexibility in your plan so that if you needed a hundred thousand, that for three year, four years, uh, three years, sixty retired at sixty two to get you to sixty five for Medicare. Those three years, we need another forty five thousand. I need one hundred and thirty five thousand dollars sitting somewhere to subsidize your income for the next three years. I listen. I have clients who have millions of dollars who are basically keeping their taxable income down for that time period to get them to sixty five, so that they can get their health insurance through subsidy for cheaper. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, again, it's just building that flexibility into your plan. Wow. That's a lot of information, Jeremy. It's a lot of information. It Sorry. is. But Hopefully it's good. it wasn't confusing. Well, no, you do a great job. You do a really, really good job of stepping you into this whole process. I mean, if I can understand it, that says something <laughs> um, right there. So I really appreciate this. I yeah, think, good. Uh, I think – this is great information for CRNAs, and as always, they can give you a call. Yeah, um, we're there. We're here to help. So if we can help, you got questions, always you, you can contact us either through the show or, or through our uh, CRNA financial planning website. Yes. Uh, we'd be glad to help in any way. But, you know, I think the theme of this is just making sure you're prepared. And that's what we want for the CRNA community. That's what we do what we do and do it for CRNAs is you guys make a, a good living. Mm-hmm. You have a great opportunity. You don't make a Warren Buffett living. No. Okay. But you, have, you make a good living. Living. You you make more than ninety two percent of everybody that's we're walking very fortunate. You. Absolutely, but there's some responsibility that comes with that as well. You know when you when you make money, you've got to be responsible with it, mm-hmm. and you've got to plan and make the right decisions for you because what's right for me isn't going to be right for you, right. Sharon. What's right for you isn't going to be right for the next person who's in the OR with you. It's a very self decision that you have to make well i think one thing that i keep hearing over and over even with the medicare podcast that we taped also planning and you and i have talked about this before we spend more time planning our vacations yes than we do planning for retirement or all of those things that are very important yeah or people wait until you know, they're getting ready to retire. They're three months from retirement or, you know, and there are things that they could have done along the way if they would have just got some checkups along the way to help them, as my book is, have a smooth emergence right into retirement. Well, you know, I like what you just said about having a checkup. We have health care checkups. We yeah. go once a year to our doctor. Maybe we should go once a year to our financial planner. You know what? And have a checkup. They should. I mean, everyone should have a checkup. You know, and, and some CRNAs out there, I'm not saying every CRNA. Oh, no. Some of them are some very well Some of them are well sharp thought, and they're well versed. And, you know, this is their thing. 
But there are a lot of CRNAs. You guys are trained as nurses. Not that you're not smart, but this just isn't your thing. Right. You know, and that's okay. Everybody has their thing. Mm-hmm. There are some CRNAs out there, as there are other people, that really are good at this stuff, and they love it, and they study it, and they you know, they probably know as much as I do about it, and that's great. We're not talking to those people. Right. We're talking to the people who go to work every day. They have kids. This is not their thing. They're not paying attention to it. They're just sticking money in their 401k or 403b for one day. Maybe they won't have to go to work and they really don't know whether they're on track. They're not on track. Are they making the right decisions? Are they not making the right decisions? That's really who we're talking to. Mm -hmm. So I think that, um, that sheds some light on that sure. scenario. Well, do you have any concluding comments you would like to add? Well, I think the only concluding comment on this is, again, most CRNAs need to be taking a look at the Roth provision mm-hmm. in their plans, taking advantage of that to a certain extent, depending on your particular situation, mm-hmm. looking at opportunities to do some saving outside of what they have in their plan because the retirement system is skewed against them. And potentially, you know, looking at either the back door Roth or walking through the front door if they're able, you know, but, but the overall thing is, is looking at your situation, having a plan, planning for life's what ifs. And that's just part of this, you know, money is emotional. It's extremely emotional. You know, I can tell you for doing this for 23, almost 24 years now that, and, and, and the other thing money is, it's intimidating. Because if Mm -hmm. you don't understand it, you don't understand how it works and all the rules and the plethora of stuff out there that that needs to be taken care of, a lot of CRNAs buried their head in the sand. And we don't want that to happen. That's part of, you know, our mantra is let's educate them to do the right things and make the right decisions for their scenario. Well, you do other stuff besides with CRNAs. For instance, even your kids can benefit the CRNA's kids can benefit from you. Yeah, well, and that's that's the whole thing. I mean, you know, when we when we have a client, you know, we want to be able to help them and their families. And if you look at our website, that's that's who we are. We help CRNAs and their families. And you know, we've we've often thought about. In fact, we were talking about it this week. Is you know, could we could we do some series of things for? CRNA's kids, you know, maybe to help oh, them, like educate that. them along the way, to help them make better decisions and, and, you know, help them have those conversations because they're not taught this stuff in schools. Um, you know, it doesn't matter. They're not even taught how to balance a checkbook. No, no. I mean, elementary school, middle school, high school, college, you know, anywhere along the way, people aren't taught these fundamental skills that they need to be. So, you know, that's our job. I like it. All right. Well, Sharon, I'm going to say that's a wrap. I believe it is. Gosh, well, we're almost done with this day. Yes, we are. Yeah. Well, we want to thank our listeners for listening to Beyond the Mass with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. If you like our show and you want to know more, check out our other episodes on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Make sure and hit that subscribe button for us. Leave us some feedback, but only if it's positive. Mm-hmm. Until next time. It's a wrap. Like what you're hearing? Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you like to listen to shows. Also, be sure to check out beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Each episode is posted there with a corresponding blog post, and we timestamp important parts of the episode 
to help you quickly get to the content you're looking for. Also check out the special series section on the site. You can follow along and catch up on the CRNA History Series, episodes specifically about political conversations in the industry, or try the CRNA Personal Finance Series. It's all on beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And if you have a question for the show or want to be a guest or even suggest a particular topic, fill out the contact form on the site or send an email directly to us at info at beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And lastly, let's take the conversation social. Check out our Beyond the Mask podcast Facebook page and Facebook group. Today's show was made possible by the folks at CRNA Financial Planning, an independent consulting firm that offers financial planning services exclusively to CRNAs and their families. From planning for a child's future college expenses to building a predictable income stream in retirement, the firm is committed to offering you comprehensive financial services, customized to fit your unique needs and objectives. If you have questions about your financial future, get them answered. Call the team at 855-304-3748. That's 855-304-3748. Or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. And thanks for your support of Beyond the Mask. Hi, this is Jackie Rolls, President of the International Federation of Nurse Anesthetists and President and Founder of Our Hearts, Your Hands, a global anesthesia support community that takes donations to allow nurse anesthetists in low and middle income countries to go to educational programs, buy equipment, or textbooks. Your donations are tax deductible, and we would appreciate your support. OSA EMR is a free anesthesia EMR developed by CRNAs that you can download and use on an iPad. Our nonprofit mission is to make sure that solo and small practice CRNAs can digitally record their anesthetics. To learn more, visit OSAEMR.com to download and consider donating to our cause. Remember, for CRNAs, data is destiny.